Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode 20 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of February 26, 2018. I'm your host, Scott Barrett, here with my wonderful co-host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how the heck are you? I'm doing pretty well. So tonight's going to be kind of fun. You uh, you recently uh, had a vacation, and we're, uh, we're going to talk about Mallory's Trip Report. Oh, man. That sounds exciting. In my head, I, from, heard, I, mean, it, I heard it echoing. You. I know. <laughs> we need it. We need like a reverb. At that moment, Mallory's trip reports. Uh, yeah, post, your announcement sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mostly was going to touch on things that were maybe new to me, or things that have changed, or things that we revisited this time. Maybe my opinions have changed about it. And then you know, hit me with questions anytime. Recently an airline, a more budget-friendly airline called Frontier, started offering seasonal flights from our airport to MCO. So direct flight, oh, it's the way to go, just how, in life how in long general. Is flight? Um, wheels up to wheels down, it was like an hour and 17 minutes. See, that's like so. I get when I leave out of San Francisco or Oakland down to Disneyland. It's like an hour and hour and 15 minutes. I love that. That's fabulous, right? Um, they only fly, like I said, they only fly seasonally and it's only like three days a week. It's like Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So <laughs> you have to make it, you have to make it fit in with your plans. But, um, it, it sure is a time saver as far as, um, you know, getting down to Florida from our airport. It, it normally takes 10 hours that shaves off a good, you know, six as far as travel time goes. So that's great. Um, but Man, that airport is horrible. Orlando International is awful. Not, I'm not saying the people are awful or anything like that. Mainly the amount of help that they need. They, they really need to expand that airport. I'm sure it's not in the budget and that's why they haven't. But um, like um, you know how a lot of airports, they, they do recommend that for domestic flights, you arrive two hours before your takeoff. Oh, yeah. And for international, three hours. So... We're spoiled. Our local airport, you can roll up an hour before and, you know, make your flight easy. <laughs> um, so I get that we're, uh, it's a little bit of an anomaly where we are. But it, at MCO, we were there two hours prior to our flight. We needed every freaking second of that. We, those are the longest lines we stood in all week. And I was so surprised because we were in the airport at, you know, 5.30 a.m., and we still had to wait over 30 minutes just to drop our bags off. We were already checked in for the flight. We literally just had to drop off our bags. And I was like, why is there not like a kiosk somewhere with a scale on it? 
so that I can just drop it off there and it'll print off my bag tags. But no, that was not a thing. I was really bothered by that. And then security was like a 25 minute wait to get through that. So um, then of course you have to take the tram to get to the actual terminal. So we needed every second of the two hour window and we were in line the entire time. It wasn't like there were no relaxing moments. I was like nervous the whole morning. So I was like, well, I guess we really need to arrive like two and a half to three hours before next time. So that was a little bit frustrating. Have you had good or bad experiences with that airport? Uh, I've only had good experiences, um, but I tend to get to airports even more than the two hours. I tend to get to airports, you know, three or four hours ahead of time because I get really, really weird about it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never had a problem. Well, yeah, if you're there three to four hours before, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I guess maybe it's just the fact that I'm used to other airports, like my home airport. <laughs> it's just so easy to get in and out of there. And I'm, I am just not used to that. And again, when you have experienced low weights for the most part at Walt Disney World and at Universal where we were and Fast Pass Plus, I was like, where can I scan my band? Like, <laughs> I don't want to wait in this line. Uh, where can I scan my band for Fast Pass here? <laughs> sure. No, I hear you. I, again, though, you bring up your local airport being small. Mine, you know, obviously isn't. It's in San Francisco International Airport. So I'm, I'm used to uh, long lines just getting into the parking garage, long lines getting inside and security and all that stuff. So, we, yeah, we tend to just kind of plan for that. I do have a question. Did you bring your packing cubes? Oh, yeah lived for packing nice. cubes so we stayed at a new to us location we stayed at art of animation Ooh. and um loved it it was adorable um we stayed in a finding nemo family suite which is you know plenty big for three people it were just three of us so we we certainly could have added a couple more bodies in there and been very comfortable because you end up with three beds <laughs> Um, in that configuration, wow. one of them is a is a queen bed in the main bedroom, and it has a bathroom in there. And then uh, there is a t- like a dining table with a Murphy bed. And then out in the living area, there is a sofa bed, and that's like a full size bed. So the Murphy bed and the sofa bed are both fulls. You have a little um, microwave and fridge in that area, and then you have a second bathroom. So it is awesome having that extra space there. It's it's priced that way. <laughs> um, it's priced closer to like a moderate, but you have a you have a lot more space than you would in a moderate resort. Um, and those family suites, you do enter the rooms in interior corridors, unlike the value resorts where you would enter the room from the exterior. The Little Mermaid standard rooms are exactly like the rooms at Pop where you do enter those from the exterior. Mm -hmm. But the family suites, which are Lion King, Cars, and Finding Nemo, you have interior corridors. So sometimes that matters to people. Sure. (laughs) So that's why. It's it's nice to to be able to walk down a hall inside if it's a nasty day. So that's good. So when you were there, did you see uh, any construction going on for the gondola system? Yes, um, where the normal Magic Kingdom bus stop was, they're starting construction on the Skyliner, and you could see it on the outskirts of the parking lots in our resort. Um, one thing I noticed, do you notice the scents that they pump in 
to all the resorts. Did you notice that, like, when you stayed at Beach Club? Oh, yeah. Uh, we definitely notice the smells wherever we go. I mean, I love Beach Club lobby smells. One of my favorites ever. Um, the Dolphin's another favorite of mine. I adore the Grand Floridian smell as well. But I'm not a fan of Pop Century slash Art of Animation smell. And I didn't know that until this oh, trip. No. <laughs> I, I think, I know. Um, I think a lot of people really like it. I, it's my like personal preference. But it's like this sugary, sweet, fruity, like mango flavor uh, scent. And I, when I would walk in there, it was just like, it would hit me in the, in the sure. face. It was just so overpowering. So I think, I think a lot of guests do enjoy that, but personally, I'm not a huge fan of the lobby smell. Like, like that's really important to you guys. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me thinking about candles. Like I've seen online, like a ton of these, not to digress, but candles that have smells from attractions and all these yes. resorts and things. And, uh, I bet people seek. I bet people seek yeah. that out. I mean, it's very distinct, but for me, it was just too sweet, like kind of like cheap candy is what, sure. it, <laughs> what it smelled like to me. Um, the bus systems awesome at Value Resorts always, um, and they. I mean, it was great this time too. For Magic Kingdom, they always picked up with those double long buses. Have you ever ridden on one of those? Uh, no, I've seen them, but I have not been on one. Oh my gosh, they're kind of awesome. <laughs> you feel like you're on like the subway. I mean, sure. They're it's like a train, and it's you know there's a joint in the center of basically two buses that are connected, and if you stand on the center joint, it rotates anytime the bus is making turns. So it's so funny when people have no idea what is happening and you, they're standing on that and then all of a sudden you make a turn and all and they're rotating like a lazy Susan. It looks hilarious. That's awesome. I know, but those were so handy because there's a ton of people there that are trying to get to Magic Kingdom. So there were lines, yes, to get on the buses, but it was just one after the other. I mean, they're moving people constantly. You don't have to wait for buses when you're staying at Value Resorts. And if you do, it's like a very short wait. So that's a huge plus to staying at a place like that. Also, their food court's awesome. Have you ever been to Art of Animation? Or no, I haven't before? been to any value resorts. The only resorts I've seen are, you know, the big fancy ones like the Polynesian and, and Grand Floridian. And, well, that's where I've seen. Stayed at We stayed at Beach Club and we stayed at uh, French Quarter. So we've only been there twice. Uh, I did stay at Contemporary once on a business trip. So that's kind of a lie. Yeah. Oh, man. All good ones. Yep. They are good, but uh, but yeah, you know they all they're all unique. Like contemporary is kind of I don't know to me it's kind of very bland. Um, French Quarter was gorgeous. It's, I love yeah, French Quarter. I, <laughs> I love the Port Orleans resorts. Absolutely so. stunning. And then Beach Club. I mean, it's Beach Club. It was it was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, heaven. it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. It's in my top three favorite of all Walt Disney World. But I have not visited any um, of the you know art of animations or any of those type uh, value resorts. They tend to have a lot of options at their counter service locations. And the Landscape of Flavors is the name of the food court area at Art of Animation. It was awesome. Um, we didn't eat there a ton, but it just, they really had everything you could possibly need. And six million drink stations there. I mean, you know, you get your refillable resort mug and we tore that thing up. You know, coffee, tea, soda. I mean, <laughs> and they had a million drink stations and it was, it was awesome to have that. The icons themselves at the resort, adorable. 
we spent a few hours one evening just hanging out at the resort. And I think my daughter had probably as much or more fun there than she did in the oh, park. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was like, wow, we could have saved some money here. But uh, <laughs> the the cars section in particular is just adorable. It's very similar to Cars Land at uh, DCA. Except, obviously, Cars Land is going to have a whole lot more going on. A um, lot more neon lights. Of course, there are attractions, shops, everything. This is just truly looks like Route 66 is winding through the car section to get you to your building where your family oh, that's suite cool. is. So, yeah, it's adorable. It's like a playground. It's like a free playground. And your your kids can meet all of these Cars characters at the resort for free. I mean... Uh, anybody who is staying at Walt Disney World, if you have a Cars fan, Cars lover, that would love to meet all of these characters, quote, <laughs> because they're not going to talk or move, um, just hop on a bus and go over to Art of Animation and spend like an hour out there. Get your picture with, you know, Mater and Sally and Lightning McQueen um, and Luigi. I mean, every, all the characters are in that area and they're all spread around and the pool area is themed like the cozy cone um so it's just all so adorable they have they have some neon signage and i just i couldn't get over how cute it all was see that's great especially when you got small kids because you tend to you know i I remember when i had small kids we tend to spend a lot of time at the hotel because there's naps and you know and all that kind of stuff and you know the fact that you can stay at the hotel and have that sort of enjoyment and interaction uh, it's pretty cool it really is. And the Lion King section was also super cute. Um, you know, huge icons of Mufasa and Scar. And we and there was like a, there was like a cave at the elephant graveyard with like nice uh, red lighting in there that kids could crawl through. And uh, again, like another playground. And then for, you know, Little Mermaid lovers, those giant, there's a giant Ursula, a giant King Triton. There's a big flounder and Ariel over there. And um, my daughter was just flipping out. You just, I was cracking up so much because she talked nonstop the entire time. <laughs> we were outside looking at things. Like, she was like, oh, look over here. Oh, look over there. Oh, like, she did not come up for air because she was so excited. Just exploring the resort and i'm so glad that we you know took the time to just chill out there and just let her run around because that's i mean that's the kind of thing that she wanted to do more than anything um and it was just i think that that resort altogether is really great for families especially for young kids who are into any of those movies um the pool there there are three major pools but the big pool was the the nemo big blue pool so adorable you know big icons of mr ray and dory and nemo and marlin and there's a splash zone they're playing music underwater there's a whole reef playground for the kids and it's all just very geared towards families with small children so it's perfect for that that sounds amazing i'm gonna have to uh, take a bus over there the next time I'm, i'm in florida just to see it yeah i i agree like um i wasn't sure if my daughter wanted to explore the resort so while she and my husband were swimming i was like i'm gonna go look around (laughs) like and i wanted to go take pictures and look at everything i was like this is so cute (laughs) like it was so exciting for me i i would have wanted to go visit it even on you know on my own um 
even without having a child because it was just so adorable. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Great. So, so success at the resort. Good yeah, that's great. Here. Yeah. So Epcot, that was the first park that we visited. And there are a couple of new things that we did there. One thing that was new, I had never eaten at Garden Grill. Um, this is the restaurant that rotates inside the land pavilion it is a character meal and they serve breakfast and dinner we did dinner there it is all you care to eat family style so no buffet which i kind of i love that i don't have to get up <laughs> um they just bring the food oh, you to can't... you have you eaten here no before? no not at all i want to though i hear great things about it oh my gosh it was awesome um it was, it's kind of, it reminds me a little bit of Liberty Tree Tavern. It's got some Thanksgiving vibes, but then there's also just some like comfort foods, other comfort foods added like French fries and they had mac and cheese and they had, you know, turkey, pork. They had the most delicious pot roast ever. Like it rivals other pot roast of family members in the South and I am a pot roast snob and it was so good. <laughs> um, and then they serve like a berry shortcake uh, for dessert. Fabulous. But the one of the coolest parts of it is, you know, that the restaurant rotates and you get a really neat vantage point of living with the land. You get to see all those opening scenes like the country house and the stormy scene and the desert. And you get to see all that from above. And that's really cute. Like you get to see the inside of the little farmhouse. And I've always wanted to look up there and I was so glad we that's got great. to. That's <laughs> great. No, it's nice to get those perspectives. It's kind of neat. Yeah. And, um, and there are four characters there. I mean, it's, it's no Disneyland character dining. Well, no, but nothing <laughs> is at this it point. Was, we've, um, we've, we've, I think we've proved For real. <laughs> oh, definitely. It's Chip, Dale, Mickey, and Pluto. And uh, they all visited our table two to three times. So that was really nice. It's like, well, you know, if you're, if you're only going to have four characters, might as well bring them over four or five times, you know? <laughs> like, uh, like, they just kept coming back. And I don't know if maybe it was a slower night, and that's not normal, but my daughter got to have lots of interaction with each of them. She loved it. That's great. She would, you know, eat a few bites and look up, and there's Chip again. Like, you know, eat a few bites, and there's Mickey again. So it was it was fun. It was a fun experience that's altogether. Um, yeah, another place we revisited was Coral Reef Restaurant. Mm -hmm. That's inside the the seas. Have you eaten I there haven't, before? I want to. However, my wife is very much against seafood for personal reasons, uh, and she, she doesn't eat seafood. And so, anything that has to do with seafood or being around seafood uh, or the smell of seafood, she tends to want to stay away from. So, that's kind of one of those restaurants that we stay away from for those reasons. Okay. Well, um, my daughter and I did not eat seafood here. <laughs> My my husband did. Um, I did not smell. That's any what seafood. I was going to ask. If it doesn't smell yeah. of, sea, of seafood, no. no, it didn't. Doesn't smell fishy at all. And I saw room. a lot of, yeah, a lot of people were not ordering seafood. And I did that on the advice of of someone else. They said seafood there is just but mad, it's called the uh, but they're. I know. I know. <laughs> it's it's like <laughs> they were like. Okay, go ahead. I know. They were like, the land items are better, so get those. I was like, okay, I'm going to trust you. And I had a chicken dish, and it was like uh, it was like Spanish flavors, and it was excellent. Um, my husband had like a scampi dish, so his was seafood. But I, I have a weird thing about like looking at my food and eating my food. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> so I, I don't think I could have ordered seafood anyway. Um, 
but we we asked to be seated next to the tank um, and they were able to do that so it's just beautiful in there it's just a fun place to go even if you go and just get appetizers and desserts it's a nice experience you don't have to eat any seafood you don't have to eat any meat i mean just go hang out um and yeah i i still recommend it especially for uh, it's a great date location, I think. It's kind of romantic Ooh. in there, but and it's also very cool for kids because it will hold your child's attention. Um, so that, like, if your kids get antsy in meals, it gives them lots of things to look at while you're finishing your meal. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, it just it sounds like a relaxing thing. You got you know all that stuff surrounding you. It just sounds relaxing. Oh yeah, and it was kind of hot that day. And when we walked in there and it was like kind of dark and cool and the big uh, tank was in front of us, I was like, ah, I could legit fall asleep yeah. right here. This is perfect. <laughs> That's why I like going in the aquarium section over there. It's just, it's so relaxing. I'll sit down and oh, I'll put my head up against the same. wall and I'm, I'll be out. Absolutely. I mean, dream life to have an aquarium like that in your home. But who in the world is going to clean all that? <laughs> Absolutely. You got to buy those fish that have those sucker lips and they eat all the algae off the windows. You exactly. Or the, those like shrimp. <laughs> yeah. You know, those little, those, those cleaner shrimp like on Finding Nemo. Nemo. Exactly. And then they can talk to you in like French. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Hollywood Studios, we spent a half a day here um, and we did the Frozen sing-along for the first time. I had never done that because I thought, you know, this is for kids. I was right. Um, <laughs> it is mostly geared toward kids. My daughter just now is to the point where she can actually remember uh, a lot of lyrics to songs. So I thought this might, this might, you know, excite her. And she, she enjoyed it, I think. Um, and they do some, they do some kind of joking, kind of like a, the Aladdin show was at DCA. Mm -hmm. You know how they had like pop culture references. They had like Arendelle historians that stand in the front, and they do really very light pop culture references. It's very light, but it's there, and and that makes it a little bit more adult friendly, I guess is what I'm trying sure. to say. The adults can be entertained by the pop culture references from the historians, and then the kids are just living for all the songs being played on the screen. The thing that bothered me is that it was it truly was like watching these things on YouTube. Like, <laughs> like, why, like, could they not get the characters to sing some? I know that's it's probably hard to get them to sing that. They sang a little bit, like a little tiny bit, but mostly they would come out and like say a few lines and then walk backstage and then they would just play the movie on the screen. I'm like, we could do this at home. <laughs> it was kind of odd. So did you guys see all the construction obviously going on in Hollywood Studios? Yes. It's got to be everywhere, um, right, at this point? Yeah, Disney Construction Studios is what we call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that park's going to be so awesome whenever it's up. Um Slinky Dog Dash, they were running those coasters. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I, they, the cast member, sorry, let me rephrase that. They had been running them at night. Okay. Construction for Galaxy's Edge, just, it's just giant. It's it's insane. I mean, and it's the same at Disneyland. It's just a giant expansion. That's going to be incredible. The entrance to Toy Story Mania was completely closed. There was like, you couldn't even get into the interior queue anymore. They moved everybody to the outside. So ah. 
we uh, we had to wait outside for that one. Not too long, but it was just it was very odd because they had to have cast members direct you one way across the street and then back the other way across the street and it was just it was very odd but i'm sure you know once the toy story land area opens and they reconfigure the entrance to that attraction everything will be uh a lot better (laughs) yeah i think so they're doing a lot out there i'm excited to see it all you know you mentioned the the cars are running you know disney recently released a video showing the slinky dog coaster running which looks kind of cool. Looks cute. It looks yeah. really cute. It makes me want to have a little kid to take on it. I'm going to have to borrow someone's kid. Oh, you can borrow my kid. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the theme of, like, why we had kids, pretty much. Let's be honest. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, on the West Coast, I had a kid. I had multiple kids because I wanted to ride, you know, Gadget's Coaster in Toontown. Exactly. And, you know, it's weird when you're an adult and you're riding it by yourself. So, you know, I had kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but... If I didn't, if I didn't have a child, ah, you better believe I'm, I'm gonna get on Slinky Dog Dash anyway. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying it. It looks cool. Um, it does. It looks very similar to what they have out in Disneyland Paris. Uh, I think that whole section is very needed. I did you see the concept art for the flying saucers? Yeah. The uh, what is it called? The alien. Um... The alien swirling swirling saucers, yeah. Yeah. It looks like the exact same layout as Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Yeah, I think that's what you can tell. Yeah, it looks like it's probably the same type of ride. It spins around, you switch plates, you know, they've got this big claw thing coming down. It looks great. The theming looks great if they pull it off. It looks so cute to me. And I love that type of ride. I think Mater's is so fun. Oh, it's a blast. I giggle on that constantly. (laughs) And I think. Yeah, I, it's kind of like that, like a scrambler type feel mm-hmm. to it, because it's like slinging you around, and it's not like spinny. You know what I mean? They yeah. call it swirling, but you're not really spinning. It's more like, um, it's more like lateral movements. So, uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be really cute and so needed for that park. That park desperately needs like a sea ticket attraction like that. Yep, I agree. It's going to be awesome. We're going to try to get back there once all that stuff opens, uh, including Star Wars Land, so we can experience it all at once. Oh, yeah. Well, Galaxy's Edge should open first in Disneyland. Yeah, it's still Star then... Wars Land to me. Every I know it's Galaxy's Edge. I still call it Star Wars Land. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, whatever. that's what it is. Basically. But, yeah, it opens. It'll be in Disneyland first. Um, like Avatar Land. <laughs> a, I, yeah, I don't, I don't call it the World of Pandora or whatever it's called. It's Avatar Land. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, so funny. it's gotta have land in it. Tomorrowland, you know, Adventureland. I, I was so Pandora surprised land. they named it Toy Story Land. I was really surprised. <laughs> I thought for sure they would just call it Pixar Place and extend the area that it was in so that it wouldn't be tied to just one film. But no, sure. they went with Toy Story Land. They Toy went Story. with it. I was they like, went. okay. Oh. Um so Magic Kingdom. Yeah. We experienced Happily Ever After, that's the only new thing we did there. Um, and it was so good. I I gotta be honest, it's better than Wishes. Um, Technology-wise, I mean, the, the projection mapping that they do on the castle is just so crisp and so pretty. And that show is way more about those images than fireworks. And so I'm all for that, you know? Sure. <laughs> you know, like, fireworks are great, they're pretty, but... Um, I love seeing those images on the castle and what they've done with that. They use some kind of more rare 
Disney films or obscure ones. Like there was a whole section with the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and I was like, okay. I mean, <laughs> I love I love that music in that movie, and they had some of Mulan in there as well. Oh wow! And the things that right things that I loved from my childhood that I haven't seen in a long time, and they brought it back for Happily Ever After. Um, and of course, Tink still flies. There are still some fireworks there. I'm not a huge fan of like pop versions of classic Disney songs. I'm never going to be into that. Like where they feel like they have to rework it sure. to make it pop sounding. Like just use the original recording. We love that. <laughs> oh, the original but, stuff's so good. I hear you. I just want the original recording. I don't want the pop version of it. But altogether, it was an awesome show. And I. I watched it, but I watched my daughter more than I watched the show. <laughs> I was watching her face the whole time and just crying, watching her smile and clap and everything. So that was sweet. So did you guys um, pick out a spot like way ahead of time or? No, no, we rolled up like 20 minutes before the show, nice. like um, at most. And it might've been even 15 minutes. And uh, cause we had other things to do that night. And I was like, I would love to see this. If we can get a good spot, great. If not, I'm not spending, you know, 45 minutes, an hour sitting around here, staking a place out. But no, we got a good spot in the hub um, and just, you know, parked our stroller among the rest of the masses. And it was great. How were the crowds when you were there? For all the popular attractions, they always have long waits now. And that has to do with fast pass plus a little bit the major attractions like seven dwarfs mine train it doesn't matter if it's a one on the crowd calendar or a 10 on the crowd calendar the minimum amount of time you're going to wait in the middle of the day there is like you know 80 minutes you know (laughs) whatever like a one on the crowd calendar is still over an hour wait and i just can't wait that long for something for something like that for a short family coaster like that as far as the way the crowds felt it did not feel very crowded, except for in the normal bottleneck areas. Yeah. Fantasyland in the afternoon, always a miserable bottleneck. I always say it's the stroller capital of the United States of America in in the afternoon in Fantasyland. <laughs> right behind the carousel, there are like 19 rows that are like 50 strollers long. <laughs> you know, it's this huge <laughs> parking lot of strollers. And I say, you know, this is stroller capital of the world right here. Um, but as far as the way they, they felt, you're not miserable, uh, and it, it didn't feel super crowded except for in those normal bottleneck areas. Uh, Animal Kingdom, we, we did Festival of the Lion King again. I hadn't done that in a long time, mm-hmm. and it is, it's cute. Uh, it is, I do think it's more geared towards older adults and young kids. It seems like it's not, it's not geared toward millennials. <laughs> gotcha. It's, uh, you see what I'm saying? It's like, uh, it's not really like techie. There's not a whole lot of appeal for maybe from teens into the, you know, mid forties, but you know, boomers would probably, would love it. They, they love it. And, and young kids I think would really love it. And it, it is great. The performers are awesome. It's just, uh, if you're not in those two demographics, it might not be for you. And then, of course, I had to get some, uh, you know, a night blossom for you. Thank you. <laughs> and then we had the, the cheesecake mousse at Satuli, that blue, mm. you know, concoction. Did you have that? I haven't. And I regret not getting it because I love cheesecake. Well, I, I, I regretted it the first time we were there that we didn't get it. So I was like, I'm going to try it. And it's 
awesome. It looks weird, but it's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a really good time at, at Walt Disney World. And then we headed over to Universal. And I know this is not a Universal show, but there were a few things there that I really loved and maybe... Maybe some of the listeners care about. I don't know. <laughs> I, hey, we went to Universal over the summer. We had fun. So, like, you know, right, let's talk about it. Yeah, we stayed at Sapphire Falls, which is currently their newest resort. They're opening a new one, uh, a new prime value resort this August. Current newest is Sapphire Falls. It is on the water so you could take a water taxi to get to the parks and city walk i guess when you stayed you guys were at royal pacific right we were at royal pacific yeah and we did use the water taxis we used them we would typically walk there in the mornings and take the taxis back at night okay so awesome i um sapphire falls is maybe a little bit too far to walk both ways not saying you couldn't it's just not very comfortable to walk both ways (laughs) sure Um, so we just hit the water taxi they come every 10 minutes easy fast one stop there's no you know they don't stop at other resorts they just take you directly to the one stop that you're trying to get to and um, I just thought that was so handy it just the vibe of it reminded me of Disneyland so much when you're staying on property at Universal do you know what I mean I do. Absolutely. Everything's kind of like right there. You've got like this, you know, the Esplanade. You can go from one park to the other. I liked it. I I really did. It's a, it's a much more chill vibe altogether. The crowds were significantly less while we were there. So um, I think, you know, my daughter felt that. And <laughs> we were able to let her run around a lot more because we weren't in large crowds. We didn't feel like we had to keep her in a stroller for safety reasons as much. So she was kind of able to run and roam a lot more. And I think she really just enjoyed that freedom. And that's just for the sheer fact that the crowds were not as thick at sure. Universal over there. Um, we, we tried a lot of different restaurants that I hadn't tried before. One of the places I really enjoyed was Toothsome's Chocolate Emporium at City Walk. I think you might have seen a picture of the giant sundae that we got. Oh, yeah. It looked delicious. <laughs> I, didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be giant. We ordered one sundae, and, and I'm so glad we did not order more than one because it was so big. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't try any savory dishes there because we had already eaten dinner, but um, we, we hit that sundae up, and we took care of it it was really good it's a it's just a really cool looking location it looks like kind of steampunk building it looks like a like a giant factory that you know manufactures chocolate and it's just it looks really neat i got to spend a ton of time in seuss landing and the springfield area at universal the you know the simpsons area <laughs> and there were a lot of like playgrounds there's a whole Curious George playground for for youngsters. My daughter loves Curious George, so she loved that section. Um, do you remember Five Will Goes West? Do you remember that movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. Lambie, uh, no, yeah, Lambie Four, no, not Lambie Four Time. Uh, oh, shoot. Was that the name? Of, that wasn't the name of the movie, Five Will Goes West. It was like The Great Adventure or something like that. Or... Five Will the Mouse, though, right? Yeah, he was the yes. mouse. There's yes. a whole Five Will playground with like water guns and ball pits and like it's huge and my daughter was all about that we no we don't know who five is. i mean in our family. oh yeah an american tale a long time ago yeah american tale you got it mm-hmm. um that yeah we we don't have any ties to that intellectual property but 
the play area was awesome. She loved that. And then just altogether, the food at Universal Orlando was just really good. Even, you know, all the counter service restaurants we had, we had some kebabs one day. We had some Italian one day. You know, just the counter service tile style places, they were all just, the quality was just really good. I'm sure because they get to, um, you know, they don't have to make it in such large quantities, kind of like at Disneyland. Sure. Um, I love the fact that the Trolls characters were hanging out there. My daughter got to meet Poppy and Branch, and that blew her mind. <laughs> <laughs> the Trolls. Oh, man, that, that movie's big in our house. Oh, it's big in our house, too. And I did not even know those characters were available for meet and greets. So I kind of lost it. I'm, like, so excited about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then, of course, the Despicable Me characters were there. So meeting Gru and Vector and, and Margo and Edith and Agnes, that was a big deal for my daughter. She was so excited to meet Spider-Man. She doesn't know who Spider-Man is, but she was, like, so excited. <laughs> That's great. She's like, yeah, she saw him. She's like, oh, it's Spider-Man. I'm like, you've never, you know, she can't read. So she's obviously never read a comic book. She's never seen anything with Spider-Man in it. But so she's trying to do that, you know, the flip with her hand, the hand gesture. Oh, yeah. Um, walked up to him, and, and he was showing her, and she's held up three and said, I'm three. And <laughs> it was so funny. That's awesome. Um, there was just a lot more for her to do there than I expected. Yeah. And I should have expected more. <laughs> I should have like said, yeah, I know that it's going to be good for her. But I just wasn't quite sure until I actually brought her there and saw her there and saw her interact with the characters and the different sections that were really made for her. So I finally got to do my whole life. I wanted to do the Pteranodon Flyers. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. We have not done them, but okay. I got there. Okay, so you have to have a kid to uh-huh. ride them. Yep. And I have never had a kid to ride them <laughs> with me. And she was finally, she was tall enough to ride. And it is the most painful line you will ever wait in in your life. But I was like, we are going to do this stupid thing. Because you can, there's only four guests that can be on the attraction all together at once. Period. Wow. Two people are riding on the track. Two people are, are loading to ride. <laughs> so... I mean, it's awful. It's, I mean, we, it was like 40 minutes and the line is just creeping inches at a time because you're watching two people go, then two people go. So it's awful. But I finally got to do it. I loved it. I was going to say, was it worth the wait all these years? No, it's never going to be worth more than like, (laughs) no, never. It wouldn't be worth more than a 10 minute wait. And the wait's never 10 minutes for that thing. So, AKA, we'll never do it again. But, but it's why we (laughs) have kids. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's such a cool like view of the parks. She wanted to do Kong. I was so surprised. Have you did you do Kong while you were there? We did Kong. Yeah, we enjoyed it. It is scary. It is like, very scary. It's yeah. loud. It's loud and there's a lot going on and everything's really close. That was like my my kid says like holy cow, it's scary because everything's really close. Exactly. And also um the the queue is scarier than the attraction itself. There are people that are jumping out at you, like haunted house style in the queue. Makes me so mad. <laughs> Did you have somebody jump I'm out? I'm trying to you? think. I don't remember that. I was thinking back. No, I don't remember that at all. I remember being in you know, like a black hallway, and then you're sort of inside with the stone and stuff. But I don't remember anything scary during the uh, the queue. Oh, Maybe you had a unique experience. 
Oh no, I've because I've done it a couple of times, and there were, you know, there were people that were jumping out there, certain like specific areas where they hide. So when we were getting on, um, it was a short wait, and I asked my husband, I was like, where where were they standing last time? He was like, right up here. So we ran <laughs> past it because I didn't want him to jump in front of me. <laughs> I can't stand it. I don't like when people jump out in front of me. That's um, funny. Yeah, I don't remember. They must have been, uh, I must have caught them at a lunch break. <laughs> and then, of course, we spend a lot of time in hogsmeade and diagon alley love them so much i mean it's just gorgeous it's everything it's just ultimate magic the amount of detail in that area it's like on par with pandora same thing i mean it's just you just want to sit there and just stare at all the tiny details so yeah it was a really fun trip it was really cool to change pace and go over to universal for a couple of days it was really neat to just it was like we, we tried new things every day. We did some favorites, obviously, but I really tried to make it a point to do something new, try new food, try new attractions, go somewhere else, and and then, like, discover new things. It made it, I don't know, it just made the whole thing more exciting. I'm really glad you guys went to Universal. I think there's a lot there that, uh, you know, that hits, that it, they can be available to families at all ages, with all ages. Like, I have, you know, a teenager and a preteen, and they both had a blast, whether it was Dr. Seuss stuff or riding the Hulk coaster or, you know, the Spider-Man ride or even just kind of walking through Diagon Alley or, you know, even some of the younger areas. Um, and then you got kids, you know, your age that are really small, and still there's a lot of stuff to do there that's super fun. Yeah, I did find that... 36 inches seems to be kind of like the magic number at Universal Orlando. And then 40 inches is the next magic number as far as height goes. There are a handful of attractions, even in the Dr. Seuss area, where they require your child to be 36 inches tall. So for, I'd say for kids under that height requirement, so probably under the age of three, uh, you're more likely to get have a lot more options of things to do at Walt Disney World. But for for a child who has reached maybe the 36-inch requirement, and especially 40 inches, I mean, they'll have just absolutely tons of things to do at Universal Orlando, at both parks. Um, but we had a blast. Uh, there was never a time where I thought, like, oh, we're out of things to do here. There, We, uh, we were there for three full days, and I could have easily stretch it uh another one i would yeah i would love like four full days there that would be amazing that's awesome yeah i'm trying to remember how many days we spent there three or four mm-hmm. days and yeah we had a blast so i'm really glad you guys uh sort of split up the vacation in both both areas disney and universal because i think yeah there's just a lot there definitely well now we gotta plan a trip for you so that you can come back and tell me all about it yeah my daughter keeps uh she keeps nagging me every 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 few weeks. Dad, when are we going? Dad, when are we going? Dad, when are we going? It's great. You need and to go back to the motherland in Disneyland. That's where she wants to go. However, she only wants to go again during Christmas. She loves oh, yeah. it there during Christmas. And we spoiled that's them because awesome. the I would say the majority of their experiences at Disneyland have been during Christmas time. And so that's that's what they really know and what they really love. So I don't know. We may go we may surprise them and go down for a weekend. Uh just kind of take you know, take them out of school on Friday, drive down and you know, maybe keep them out of school on Monday or something and, and surprise them with a with a weekend trip down there. Uh, oh, the that would be amazing. 
Halloween time is a good time to go too. I love Halloween at Disneyland Resort. Yeah, I do too. It's great. I love the 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 atmosphere around there. You got you know all the pumpkins and the hay and the uh, just I don't know everything down there is just wonderful. Oh, and the weather that time of year is so awesome. It's beautiful. Well, it can be beautiful. Sometimes it's hit or miss. Sometimes we've been down there in a couple a couple of Halloweens where it's been super hot. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so it'll it, be it, hot it, in the day though. It'll be like a hundred in the day and like like sixty at night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so weird. It, it is weird, and that's yeah, it is weird. Um, that, yeah, that's that's the kind of weather I get it. I get normally at home though too. Here in the Bay Area, yeah. it could be you know 80, 90, 100 degrees during the day, and then as soon as the clouds come in or that fog rolls oh, yes. in, oh man, it just gets cold quick. No joke, those that fog rolls in, and I mean you have those like 40, 50 degree temperature swings. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I need to take a trip so I can do one of these reports because you're making me extremely envious. I don't mean to do that, but I would love to be envious of you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I want to hear all about your next trip. Whenever well, in that you, case, I'm, motiv- I'm motivated. <laughs> Good. Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Mouse Geek Radio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please...